This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The U.S. M&T returns as they face Jamaica. We have the preview here with former internationals Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce. We have context on both teams, players who are available, who aren't, the lineups, etc., etc. It all begins. Que golazo, U.S. M&T against Jamaica. Right now. America! Uh, yeah. All right. I'm joining Team USA today, of course. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the USMNT against Jamaica preview. One of two friendlies this March. Of course, I need former internationals. Of course, I need former stars. Of course, I need to wake them up nice and early from the Pacific. We have, of course, Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what a onesie, man. Jimmy, what's up? I'm, I'm very comfortable right now in my American onesie, and I'm hopeful that we have a comfortable win against Jamaica, which then leads into us having a comfortable win against Northern Ireland. That said, I say comfortable, but there's a part of me that kind of wants us to get a wedgie in some ways, right? I want the games to be somewhat tough and that we have to work through that, but we'll get into it in a second, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Do you want a literal wedgie or a proverbial? <laughs> I don't really want one, but this, this onesie that I'm wearing is kind of tight. Yeah, please watch this on YouTube. He kind of looks like a super American ET at the moment right now from the T. <laughs> Heath Pierce, how are you, man? I am. Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I like the the your little uh, America thing at the beginning there. You got a good voice. I forgot that you are uh, you you have a stage presence uh, in your background. And so hey, uh, I'll Whitney need, Houston this national anthem yeah, right now if you want me to. You need to belt that out a little more often, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't pay me enough, so if they pay me more, I'll do this in a singing. <laughs> but uh, welcome everybody to our US MNT versus Jamaica preview as jimmy mentioned one of two friendlies that happened this week and this episode is about the usmnt and we want to be uh, as realistic as optimistic and as uh, contextual as possible as uh, we look ahead and this is really just first the jamaica game on thursday so jimmy let's begin with you let's talk about the facts uh, i believe some players are are, are not part of the squad uh, obviously COVID is a major player whenever uh, these international games come around yeah, I mean, the fact that we have to play Jamaica over in Austria just sounds weird. So, yes, there's a lot of complications and, and obstacles in the way of getting these games done. But we need these games, and I think Jamaica does as well. And so it's really important for us to take advantage of this international break. We are missing Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney, unfortunately. McKinney was going to come in. He's got a bit of a hip injury, so he's less COVID-related and more and less restriction-related and more injury-related. So, obviously, keeping an eye on that moving forward. We have a big summer, of course. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I think there's these games are great opportunities for us to see some players. And I, and I think my biggest I was going to say concern that feels negative. My, my biggest curiosity is how we roll out our team. This is coming off. And I say this with one player in particular, Serginho Dest, because he's coming off scoring a brace for Barcelona over Real Sociedad two very good goals. You can see his confidence is getting better but that's him playing higher up the field. And if you watch that game between Sociedad and Barcelona, Jordi Alba, the 
quote unquote left back played it across for a tap in for the quote unquote right back, which is crazy. That's how Barcelona plays. Those guys get so high up the field, but I feel like that's where Serginho Dest is most comfortable. I don't think he is as comfortable playing like in a traditional back line spot. He likes to get forward. Those are where his instincts are. And so I wonder if Berhalter's head is being turned like, okay, listen, if I could maybe employ three center backs as my back line and then kind of have the two wing backs, can we pull that off? I don't know. Reggie Cannon and John Anthony Brooks are only available for this first game. So I suspect that we're going to see them start. So I, I think Reggie Cannon, maybe will get the nod in this one. And then Sergio Dest will get Northern Ireland. I don't know, but, but really the crux of my messaging, the underlying statement that I want to say is we have a crap ton of great talent. We have depth in multiple positions, and that's not something we could say for a long period of time. And I like that Greg Berhalter has options. We have options, baby. And that makes me excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, those replacements as well, I believe uh, Tim Weah, Nicholas Giorchini as well, are not part of it. There's some uh, replacements as well. Heath, anybody in particular as well, as we look ahead to this Jamaica game, obviously Jimmy focused on Serginho Dest, but you know, taking in consideration the Northern Ireland game as well. Pulisic ended well, right? The FA Cup game before coming here. I believe he has to come back as well uh, uh, after this game. What are you looking for here? Yeah, I actually think it's it's kind of uh, interesting that the our six and our eight with Adams and McKinney are missing, right? But when you really start to look at building a a, a World Cup squad or or a qualifying squad, you've got to have the ability to have other options, right? If you rely heavily on the same eleven always, you can get into some trouble. And Jimmy knows this. I I never went to uh, a World Cup, but you know, I, I believe Jimmy in your World Cup, you used most of the team. Uh, and, 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 and on the roster of 23 players. So when you're looking at that, who's going to be the backup six with, when Adams doesn't play? Adam has had a run of, of, of injuries in the past, right? And he may in the future. I hope he doesn't. But who's, who is that going to be? Is it going to be Acosta? Is it going to be Odesoe? I don't, really, I don't know. I think it's an opportunity to see uh, those players in those positions. And I agree with Jimmy on the three-back line. We're seeing it more and more often that, quite frankly, Sergio Dest has struggled in a four-back line. He has. He's not a great defender yet. He has the time to become a great defender. But the reason he lands in a place like Barcelona is because they're like, hey, his starting position in a back four is going to be the half line anyway, high and wide, mm -hmm. completely exposing the team because they're going to have possession because they expect to win that possession game and sort of death by possession. Whereas with the national team, you're a little bit more exposed. I do think he'll get the start in this game just because of his run of form. And ultimately, I don't think Greg is going to switch to a back three. So Dest is going to have to find a way to fit into the back four. Uh, and I do think maybe he switches to the other side uh, for the second game. Uh, and then you put in Reggie Cannon for the, for the, for the second game if he's around. Uh, but for me, yeah, I, I think with those two midfield positions secured, you start to look at how is the attack going to come together? Sargent and Pulisic haven't played together since like 2019. Sargent, this is going to be Sargent's best ever team that he's played with, right? He plays with a very, no offense to Bremen, but a very lowly Bremen where you have your star striker, doesn't score a ton of goals, but he plays every single game, right? He's, I, I don't want to say star striker, but they're starting striker in, in Sargent. This is the best team of attacking players he's going to have around him. So it'll be interesting to see how, how they interact. And then the back four battle, I think, is, is wide open. You know, Chris Richards is playing now at Hoffenheim where he wasn't a few months ago at Bayern Munich. Uh, you have uh, Aaron Long that's in the mix. You have Tim Ream who's not getting a ton of minutes. You have Robinson who's not getting a ton of minutes at, at his club team right now. So I think those are the two lines that I'm most uh, uh, kind of most interested in seeing. And, and, and then, you know, who, are the, who could be the backup? Because I don't think there's a competition right now in our central two or three. And then you add Musa into that central three. And I think that's a pretty, pretty well locked in.
Yeah, Jimmy, here's a question for you. Uh, part of a World Cup squad, of course. I'm just, I'm just trying to think, what is a player like, uh, let's say, you know, well, uh, screw it. What, what is a player like Pulisic thinking right now, do you think? Because, you know, he, he's obviously, essentially, he was the first piece of this sort of uh, pyramid that's being built, right, uh, of talent and strength. And then everybody kind of, you know, uh, got better and, and stronger, of course, uh, McKinney, Giorena, et cetera. But what are you thinking now? Gold Cup later, uh, World Cup qualifiers, of course, the World Cup next year. What's in his mind, do you think, now that he's seeing a full picture of the USMNT? I'm my initial instinct is should I wear the beard for the US team or should I shave it because that's what my grandma wants that's yeah. well first of all first of all it, it, should I buy the beard that's a fake yeah. beard yeah, for okay. sure. you, you, you remember when Messi got the leg tattoo and you're like that doesn't seem like his personality it's the yeah. same when I saw Pulisic I was like you're trying something new man that doesn't it look like you a Mr. Potato beard he <laughs> bought it it just does not sit him so well played Jimmy that's right first of all shave that because you shave don't, that thing it's terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're probably going to lose a little bit of speed. You want to be more aerodynamic for sure without the beard. I think Pulisic in some ways is probably happy that he doesn't have to be the guy like that. Everything is on his shoulders anymore. I think there was a period of time where we were anointing him as the next best thing better than Lana Donovan and so on and so forth. And, and that's got to get tiring to, to always have to deal with the hype and always have to live up to the hype. And now I feel like he's starting to be surrounded by players that are also going to maybe take a little of that hype away from him and it will be shared. I also will say that going into the national team and Heath can speak to this is unlike any other experience when you're with your club team and you're dealing with the, the ups and downs of wins and losses and managerial changes and formation changes and not playing or, or playing, you get caught up in that, that, that cycle of kind of seeing the same people. And, and sometimes you're sitting next to the person in your, in your changing room that you're competing with to get minutes. And so it's really hard to like be yourself and to be vulnerable with that person because you're still trying to put food on the table. You're competing against these guys to make it happen. When you go to your national team, though, there's just there's comfort there. You can actually commiserate with, let's say, Gio Reyna. Like he's not playing well or hasn't been playing as well, hasn't been playing as much with Dortmund. Him and Pulisic can maybe room together, and they can kind of just BS with each other. Like, God damn, damn I, listen to my situation. Well, no, listen to mine. And I think that's a really important part, especially because where these guys are, are currently in their careers, of having that outlet to be able to speak. And so there are a couple of layers, I think, to, to Pulisic's situation that, that a couple of guys are going through where, yeah, it's just refreshing to come back into the, to the national team. So from that standpoint, off the field, I think it's really important for a lot of these guys. And then from, from a playing perspective, it's very similar to what uh, Heath said about Josh Sargent. You're now being around guys. Now Pulisic obviously is surrounded by some really talented guys, but he's being looked at now from Greg as you need to drive the attack. We're counting on you to be that. And he really, I think he, he wears the number 10 shirt for Chelsea for a reason because he wants that responsibility. So I think to have that again, to have all the focus on him and having a lot of things run through him will be really important for his confidence, not only for, for the U.S., but also for Chelsea when he leaves camp. So there are a lot of layers to Pulisic here, and I could take this a whole bunch of different directions, but I feel like I've had the mic for a while, so I'll share it. <laughs> well, just well, I mean, Jimmy, just one more thing. Can you go like this? Can you go, phone home? <laughs> phone home, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, phone home. That's really good. Uh, I know, I look like E.T. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keith, uh, one thing, when I chatted to Serginio Des last year, one thing that he said was uh, something that's really helped is Greg Berhalter encouraged, obviously, this constant communication in their player WhatsApp group. Uh, and I feel that 
out of any nation, definitely in CONCACAF, I'm seeing such a family with the USMNT right now. I wonder how big that much of a role is, especially to the new guys, relatively new guys, right? Musa, of course, et cetera. What, what do you think about that uh, from your own experiences? You know, the, the, the need for making sure that the squad kind of just feels like a band of brothers. Yeah, it's huge, right? I, I think that they, they carried an unnecessary burden from the failures of 2018. But now you have a new crop of guys who don't, don't res- that doesn't connect with them, right? This is their, a lot of their first chances in the full national team. And so what you're seeing on social media where, you know, when Musa decided to, to play for the U.S. or Sabachu decided to play for the U.S., people are giving them love. And they're connecting that way. And yeah, there's probably a little bit of like, I could uh, build off that person's audience because they're bigger than mine. So I'm going to comment on it. And the classic, like optimizing on social platforms type of thing. But in, in, in all seriousness, I think it's a, it's a huge thing. They're showing that, that brotherhood that, that Jimmy just talked about of coming into camp and, and relating to each other and being able to get away from your environments, your club environments, which can be really stressful. And, and you can feel very homesick. Like those were my check-ins for me that made me not homesick when I was in the national team. It was those moments to connect with everybody, understand what they're going through, understand from others who are older than you, if you're not getting as many minutes, if you're a, a, a Anthony Robinson or something like that, to understand what it's like to be in the quarterfinals and, and have your peers ask, what's it like to be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League? Or, you know, those types of things. It, it, it's validating in a lot of ways. And, and so I think that camaraderie is really good. I, I do want to say that this team has not been tested a single time yet. They have not been tested by a good team. Wales is the best team that they've played in terms of uh, on paper. This team, this Jamaica team will not be a team that really tests them on paper yet. If you look at what Jamaica could be potentially uh, in the final eight. Um, But I I think that will be the first step towards they're building this thing. That's going to be uh, the ability to take some, take some shots, right? If they are this close, they're going to go through this trauma together of drawing against Honduras or, uh, you know, not getting a result against Jamaica away and knowing that you now have to get it at home type of thing. So I think those are the kinds of things where you start to look at each other and instead of creating fractures, you go, oh, this is my guy. Oh, this is my guy. I know, I know that if I, if, if I, if I mess up on the field, I'm, the guy next to me is not going to be shaking his head. He's going to be right there to make that next play. And that's the trust that you need for qualifying. More than World Cup, you need that for qualifying because uh, you won't get there if you don't have that. And then th- those are the things that you build on that help to rebuild the U.S. soccer culture of what it means to play for the national team, the responsibility to play for the national team, and then how you can go about getting results and not this naivety of like, oh, we just have enough good players that we're just going to go down. We're going to waltz down to Central America and and run Costa Rica off the pitch because that's not going to happen. Well, it didn't happen last time around, that's for sure. Just an editor's note, uh, Nicholas Giochini has been re-added to the squad, by the way, due to uh, some, uh, you know, you know, situations with the squad, of course. So, uh, you know, this COVID thing is so much fun. Uh, who leaves, who comes back, who's, yeah, it's so much fun. By the way, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a little bit more context on what Heath was just talking about. I'm just going to mention a few things about Jamaica and what the USMNT should expect. And Jimmy and Heath will give us their preferred starting 11 against Jamaica. Uh, if they were a coach, Jimmy, uh, as Coach Jimmy is and Coach Heath is. So take a break. Kego Lasso, USMNT against Jamaica preview. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. 
With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Que golazo, USMNT Jamaica preview. Jimmy Conrad, Heath Pierce here, of course. All right, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty here. Of course, Jimmy and Heath will give us their preferred lineups against Jamaica. But first, I wanted to just, uh, we wanted to just offer a little bit more context on the reggae boys. Uh, if you go to cabsports.com at some point today, uh, I chatted to Robbie Earl, of course, from NBC, but he also represented Jamaica at their first and only World Cup in 1998 he was actually the first jamaica to score a goal at the world cup uh the men's world cup of course uh and there's a piece about jamaica but just a little bit of context he mentioned it a little bit this team that's facing the u.s has dealt with so many issues of the field already uh coach uh, theodore tapa whitmore talked about it last week uh his frustrations with the Jamaican Federation, basically due to contractual agreements, because some players are still not happy with their contracts with the national team, and visa restrictions. This is a 19-man uh, squad, okay, that has a few locally domestic-based players, nine of them, I believe. So they haven't played competitively in like a year. Ten foreign-based players. There is talent. Mariap is there, Andre Gray, of course. Um, but also, they don't have a physiotherapist or a trainer for this one. OK, uh, so that's also an issue. So, you know, it's the typical problems that a Caribbean nation has to deal with. But to Heath's point, the real news about Jamaica will be later in the year, in June, when they really try and recruit. And we're talking Mikhail Antonio, Ivan Tony, uh, players like that uh, to join the Kamar Roofs and the Liam Moores and stuff. So they are something that something's boiling with Jamaica. It's just that this game in particular, maybe we won't see that, but they are a CONCACAF nation. It'll be interesting to see. And to Heath and what Jimmy said before. This is really the first, uh, the USMNT really needs a challenge, like a major challenge uh, to see what they can do. So with that taken into consideration about Jamaica, uh, unless you guys wanted to add something else about Jamaica. Yeah, Heath, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You know, I, you know one of us has to, or both of us have to. I will, y'all like, have to. I, I just contextually for people who haven't been paying attention to Jamaica, right? They are on, they are on the sort of hunt to building this national team again. And they are the forefront outside of, I think it's uh, Curacao and, and yep. yeah. Uh, in, in terms of uh, Suriname and Curacao are really recruiting as well. Like sort of the dual nationals and they're, they're looking at uh, Ivan, Tony, Damari Gray, Max Aaron's Kamar roof, Isaac Hayden, Mason Holgate. And then uh, you know, uh, they're missing Leon Bailey, Alvis yeah. Powell, Kamar Lawrence. Like this is like people aren't realizing just uh, if if they were to land that, how competitive this team is. 
uh, in, in the final qualifying round and now become outside of your Costa Rica, us and Mexico, somebody that could disrupt and take points and potentially even qualify. Like if they land all that, that is a very good team in CONCACAF. Yeah. And you didn't even mention Mikhail Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Like, Nathan, uh, Nathan Redmond's another one too. Uh, that it's just crazy. Yeah. And so Go they're ahead. going to add a lot of flavor and, and some strength and depth, you know, and, and Heath and I, I don't know how many caps you have against Jamaica Heath. I think I played against them three or four times in my career and you can't sleep on Jamaica at any point. It doesn't matter who's on their roster. They're always going to be up for a game against the U S in particular. We see that with a lot of the quote unquote, smaller nations that, have a bone to pick, right? There might be some stuff off the field, a long history of whatever it might be that does trickle onto it. And they want to win that, not just for themselves, but for their whole country. And you can feel that when you're going up against opponents that that, that uh, there's some animosity uh, against the U.S. And it's not against us personally as players, but, you know, obviously the symbol is, the, what it symbolizes, it, 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 you can feel that at times. And so if Jamaica puts this team together, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And to Heath's point, that's going to make it a lot more difficult for us to, to let's say, ease our way through qualifying, which is never easy in CONCACAF in general. Yeah, and Robbie Earl said it uh, to me, and it's a really good point. Co Coach Tapa, by the way, uh, his former teammate for the World Cup as well, he scored two goals when they beat Japan in the 98 World Cup. And uh, he's a great manager, and he's very passionate about everything that you just said, Jimmy. And, you know, the whole thing is, listen, it's great to see a Jamaican manager manage Jamaica. And like, there's a lot of passion with that uh, that goes with it. So it should be an interesting game regardless. All right, here we go. Let's get these lineups. <laughs> US MNT against Jamaica. A lot to pick from, from Greg Berhalter. Before I ask you, by the way, I just want to see Greg Berhalter like kind of loosen up a little bit on the possession thing. I like just be more ag aggressive. Like give, give me, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But like, it'd be, it'd be nice to see. But anyway, let's see that USMNT lineup. Let's begin Jimmy Conrad with your lineup. Are we going to oh, go position by position or do you want to go? Let's go. Um, let's do this. Let's just do. Or, or uh, like lines, you know, yeah, like let's do lines. Time. Let's okay. do lines. Let's begin let's with the lines. Let's, let's we might let's, let's edit that part out. Let's edit that part out. It's oh, 7.40 man. in the look, morning, guys. Look at, the party's always happening at Cake Galasso, everybody. I just want to <laughs> <laughs> let's do lines. Is Galasso a euphemism? <laughs> you have to leave this in, actually. I don't want to edit it out anymore. Lisa, please leave it in. <laughs> I'll be watching Boogie Nights after this, everybody. <laughs> All right, I'll start. I'll say Zach Stefan in goal. Heath, agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> All right, so I think I think he's going to play a back four, even though Heath and I both think that maybe a back three would be more interesting for us because we could roll out three center backs here, but kind of trying to guess what, what Greg's going to do. I think Serginho Dest will be in there. Uh, John Anthony Brooks will start. I think you need a little leadership and experience there. I know what Miazga's about. I know what Tim Reams about. I want to see Chris Richards is next to him or Eric Palmer Brown. who's getting called in for the first time in a long time. And then Anthony Robinson. I want to see more of him at left back. I know he hasn't necessarily lit it up on that side, but I'd like to see that balance of Destin and Robinson uh, a couple more times before I rule them in or out. What about you, Heath? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Robinson at left back. Uh, Brooks being uh, the mainstay in there. I think Brooks might be returning as well after a yeah, game. Um, Chris Richards, interestingly, has been playing in a back three um, at, at times. So I'm not sure where if they want to see him in this back four. But I think he should play because he's playing in the Bundesliga mm -hmm. every week. And then and then Serginho Dest. 
uh, as well. And if you were to if you were to switch out a, a a Richards, then I would say probably put in and try Aaron Long. You know, see where he fits into this the landscape at all. Again, co- not coming off of very significant minutes, but these guys are bringing him in. Hopefully, they use him. Yeah, I'm surprised no. that that sorry I did hop in, but Walker Zimmerman, who was MLS Defender of the Year, didn't get called in. Whereas Aaron Long, who Listen, I like his game a lot, but I didn't think he lit it up defensively for the New York Red Bulls this season. I yeah, and to your point, and to your point, when you said about you know some other players like Tim, like we know what like your Tim Reams can do, we know what your Miazgas can do, we know what your Zimmermans can do, I guess. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that with some he went, with some he didn't. All right, let's move to the midfield. Uh, this is a really interesting part, I think. Uh, let's go with uh, Heath first. What do you think, uh, midfield? Yeah, so uh, I've got a couple variations of this, but I'm going to go with what I my, my best guess is not what I want. Um, I'm going to say Otisowi because you either have him or you have Acosta. Both of them are coming off. Otisowi has more minutes than Acosta who's coming off of an offseason. And then above him, uh, Yunus Musa and Sebastian Legette. I think you, you, you're a safe bet in there. The only variation could be if you were to drop Reyna into the midfield and then you could maybe have a Brendan Aronson with a Jordan Morris out knowing that he's out for a while. Maybe Brendan Aronson finds his way uh, into that lineup. And then again, with no Timo Weah. So I'm going to go with Otisowi, uh, Musa, and Legette as as the midfield three. Otisowi is the one I really want to see. Jimmy, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see Otisowi as well. I'm sad that Tyler Adams isn't here. I think if we did go to a back three, Tyler Adams would be a perfect fit as the six because if you did have Serginho Des bombing forward, Tyler Adams already has a lot of comfort playing right back. So he could really shift into that position if we needed to cover that space. But Otisowi, I don't know him well enough to know if whether he can do that. I don't think he's played any right back in his career. But I'd like to see Otisowi in front of that back four. I want to see Musa for sure. I think you need to reward him for for <laughs> coming to our side and committing to us full time. Yeah, so if you don't sure he start him here, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to make that. A I mean, good squad player for us, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the squad. Yeah, so you put him in for sure, and then I would probably put. I would prefer to see Aronson than Legette. I think Aronson has a little sauce to his game. I want to see what he can do by pulling the strings in that point. And then that will obviously influence my front three. So that's, I would see Aronson, Musa, and Otisowi. Very young, of course, but why not? Yeah. Well, let's stick with you here, Jimmy. Let's go to that front three. Let's see. What, what do you have? So I got Pulisic on one side, Gio Reyna on the other, and Daryl DK up top. I, I, with all due respect to Josh Sargent, just like he said very early on, going with the hot hand, you got to play Serginho Dest in this game. I think you got to play Daryl DK. I know Sargent has been putting up some good numbers and has been very consistent so far and doing all he can with that Verder team that he's got around him. But but I just think that Daryl DK is on, on something special right now, and I want to see what he looks like with having Gio Reyna and Pulisic kind of helping him out underneath. Yeah, what about you, Heath? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Pulisic, Reyna, and and uh, Sargent as my my front three. I think... Again, working Sergeant in, it'll, it's, I think it's a good test to see, can he go to the next level with better players around him? I think he's in his best run of form in terms of games and goals uh, in the Bundesliga that we've seen from him so far. I would love to see uh, DK get the second one. I think Sergeant was originally only supposed to be in for one game. Now he's in for both. And I think that maybe throws things off a bit. I would love to see DK for the, for the second game. I would love to see DK in general, but I think it's a rare chance that you're going to get Sargent and Pulisic together and really see how Sargent blooms. And by the way, I do want to say the last thing. I agree with Jimmy. Tyler Adams is the most important player on this national team. Mm-hmm. right now. Oh, 100%. Pulisic is the best. Tyler Adams is the most important. And without him, you are seeing what a giant gap could be in terms of protecting this back line in big games. Well, the false two, baby. The false two. Sleeper <laughs> keeper. Uh, uh, Daryl DK, by the way, if you don't know, uh, playing right now for Barnsley, who are fifth 
in the championship, uh, you know, right there to get a playoff spot. Pretty amazing. Uh, so that'll be good. All right. Well, that's it. That's our preview. I just wanted to end it though with final thoughts in case we missed anything, but you know, expectations for this game, anything about the USMNT as we uh, look ahead to this week, beginning with Jamaica, uh, uh, Heath, let's begin with you. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I think this is a, a, not so much a good test against an opponent, but more a test of we're getting closer to seeing our, our full first team outside of Jordan Morris and a few long-term injuries like that. Uh, and players that couldn't get it, come in like a team Oea. but I, 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 I want to see how the attack starts to come together. I think we are very locked in a few positions, you know, um, or at least comfortable in a few positions of knowing where we're going with, please no Tyler Adams injuries in the future, but to see this attack come together, these are top, top players between Reina, you have a uh, Brendan Aronson now who, who's really coming to life in, in, in Austria. I want to see that rhythm and attack that feels like a flow. You know, if you look, if you compare this to what we've been grinding on, on, on the national, uh, the Olympic team, it just feels very kind of like get the results. And I want to see this team open up and relax a little bit, you know, take one G out of Greg's first name. You know what I mean? Like, let's take it easy. <laughs> I like that. That's amazing. All right, uh, Jimmy, take us home. Uh, what, what, what do you want to Yeah. End? So, so to kind of follow up on Heath's sentiments, I just marvel at the depth for years, years. We're like, how are we going to replace Steve Chirondolo? I bring up Chirondolo because he was just the consummate outside back top professional. And we just didn't have anybody like him. And when he left, like, wh wh where are we going to get right backs? And there was like been an emphasis. We, I've heard behind the scenes, we need to start developing outside backs in this country. We don't have enough of them. And now you look at our roster. We have Reggie Cannon. We have Brian Reynolds. And we have Sergino Dest. All at right back. I'm like, okay, we're good. We got it all set. And I just feel like that's a sign of, of where this is going for us as a national team. This isn't slowing down. We're only going to have more and more options as this goes along. And that makes me very excited. So that's just kind of where I want to leave you guys on that. Cause I think you should be excited. And then finally, from a William Hills perspective, uh, us are very heavy favorites in this minus three thirty-three straight up, but I like them to win us, of course, and both teams to score a plus two thirty on William Hill. So I'm going to teams that. to score. Wow, I like that. Maybe an Andre gray goal or something yeah, like that. I'll, I'll, you know, I got respect for Jamaica having played against them a lot. I know that they got some special players and because we can't even predict what the lineup's going to be. And because the players are, you know, getting back, I think Northern Ireland will be a little bit tighter on both sides of the ball, but, but this first one, I think could be a little bit, a little bit more all over the place. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and we get a clean sheet and win five zero, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jamaica is going to play it pretty close. It I, think could they have, be, I think they have the talent to score one. It could be very conca cafe. <laughs> right. That's it. Uh, Heath Pierce. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Jimmy, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Go USA. Yeah. Hey, guys, thank you so much. And by the way, this same team will return in the recap right after the game. Uh, so have a good one. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolazo Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We're on YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash Kegolazo. Please subscribe and follow us right there. We're on cbsports.com. We keep coming with all the episodes because we'll have a recap right after the game, including a weekend preview and so much more. Have a great, great rest of your day.